This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. that time 818 you're tuned to wgns on this tuesday morning again today the 23rd of february and with us this morning from the murfreesboro parks and recreation department we have assistant park directors rachel singer and thomas laird how are y'all good Good. well good good talk to y'all later bye (laughs) man the uh the snow was pretty wild and looked awesome in the parks though oh it was it was beautiful snow uh but you know it's really dangerous because we got a good inch of ice before we ever got the snow yeah we had um, so a lot of ice out there we for had sure. a, a really a difficult time clearing sidewalks and things like that so uh, we're glad to be back and the sun's shining and and our parks back open the greenways open the disc golf course is open uh, all I our green saw, space saw a lot of kids out there sledding at, at barfield park and yeah. looks like they all walk there from area neighborhoods and everything but right. it looked like they had a great time right well a lot of People may not know that Barfield, while it is a big regional park, it's also a neighborhood park. There's a lot of, of neighborhoods and houses uh, right there in that neighborhood, so we serve a pretty good-sized population within I walking distance. actually saw a, a guy out there in the snow, and he was uh, playing catch with his dog without a shirt on. You know, when all the snow's out there, I'm thinking, oh, that's smart. Makes sense. <laughs> we have all times. <laughs> you never know what you're going to see at the park. You know, I don't, I don't know what it is, but parks... You just never know what you're going to see. We draw all all types of uh, individuals. I, I noticed as the snow started to melt, some of the greenway became flooded uh, because of all the water, you know, from the snow melting in the in the river. But a lot of it was flooded. What? Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, the greenway just being so close to the to the river down there in the riparian zone, we always have those issue issues and. Um, you know, even though it was in the form of snow and ice, it's still a lot of precipitation. So, yep, when that started melting, it uh, the rivers definitely rose. Definitely so. And also at Barfield Park, they uh, I guess they've already cleared out the old playground and making way for a brand new one. Making way for the new playground and a lot going on. So the new playground that's going to be built there, is it going to be... You know, all the way between those two pavilions is going to be bigger, a bigger play area than the one before. It is. It's going to be. Um, it's going to be beautiful, um, but it's going to take up a, a lot more of the footprint that was there originally. Um, but it will sit in between those two pavilions, and it'll stretch back further as well. So, what happens to old playground equipment? I'm, I'm curious because you know you, you got to have a lot of it from time to time. I think Charlie Clark gets some of that. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the lifespan of a playground is 15 to 20 years. So that playground at Barfield Park uh, was hitting right at the 20-year mark. So uh, we just take those out of service and usually just scrap it because you know things begin to to weaken and and before parts fail we go ahead and take them out of service so we've got several over the next four to five years that we'll be doing that taking out of service and replacing with new components and different pieces so has barfield park been there for 20 years now 20 years Uh, barfield park the baseball fields opened in uh, fall of 2000 uh, and then the rest of the park opened in 2001 in that that spring of 2001 was actually the first 
uh, the wilderness station opened its doors and started open for business and the trails and the, the campgrounds and uh, so when was that road built through the park was it like in 99 or something right i think construction of the park started in 98 uh and then 99 and 2000 uh, they were completing uh, i believe it was 2000 when the path back to the campgrounds was completed and then old fort park that's one of our older parks but it's not the oldest one we have right what is the oldest city park that we have right now you know i believe mcknight park is probably our oldest uh and uh, old fort is right in there with mm, it so yeah. those are the two parks i'm not as familiar with when i came in i came on board uh, in December of 2000, and Barfield was just opening, uh, and so really we had our Patterson Park. Of course, was uh, was just the community center there, at Holloway Gym, and and Patterson Park, and then we had Old Ford Park and McKnight Park, and those were really the only parks we had within the city. So McKnight uh, Park, that's part of Sportscom, right? Or that is. Them, that okay. is. That, McKnight Park encompasses the Starplex and the Miracle Field Park. Uh, the four field ball fields and Sportscom itself. Uh, of course, you know we used to have ball fields at Oakland's. Mm -hmm. uh, there were two two fields there. We had uh, ball fields. We had a ball field at Patterson. Uh, yeah, the the ball fields that were at Oakland's those were taken down, turned into a parking lot not not too long ago, right? Well, they were turned into a green space. Okay, uh, so the parking lots to the left of, of well, I guess to the left of right. what would have been the fields. Yeah, they. There was a partnership with the Corps of Engineers, uh, and when the Corps builds bridges and roads and things, they are they have to replace that with green space. So an agreement was made with the Corps of Engineers uh, to utilize that as open green space. The department, we needed a uh, kind of an open event festival area, uh, so they created that green space there. and. Uh, of course, around Oakland's Manor is a park as well, and Rachel will tell you more, but we have a wetlands there that it, there's quite a bit of wildlife. It's amazing what you can see in the middle of town. Now, that wetland area, if you're looking at Oakland's Mansion, I guess it's to the right of the mansion? It is, yep. Okay. So it's called Sinking Creek Wetlands, and um, it's the actual spring that the Mannies used when they uh, resided there. Uh, so you can go down and kind of see the ghost structure of um, what used to stand there and, and try to picture it but then from there you can walk back then there's a trail system and our natural resource team um, is constantly um, trying to improve that little trail system down there and they're doing some reroutes and so there'll be more to come um, to make it a little bit easier to get through but they've made it wider to be able to get some small equipment back there um, and really help you know get those trails um kind of a, a nice little walking path through there but there is a lot of wildlife and uh, the photographers love it it's it's kind of a hidden gem um you know a lot of people don't even know that exists down there but the the bird life is plentiful and there's otters and beavers and coyotes and um, bobcat down there are there any old pictures of that wetland area from i guess the era of when you know, the family lived in Oakland's mansion so many years back? There is. Um, I don't know where it's housed, but I know I have seen some pictures of the actual structure um, that was there. I'm sure it's in Oakland's mansion uh, that you could find it. So I don't know, how did they use it back then? I mean, was it landscape? Were there flowers around there? Or was it similar to what it looks like today? 
Um, I'm not sure if it was really what we would call landscaped. I think, um, you know, some wildflowers grew um, and it, it was pretty um, from what I'm remembering from the picture. Um, but it, it was very functional for them. So I think that's what they were most concerned about is um, using that for water. And then they also had a root cellar down there as well. A root cellar? Like, like they would store like ginger and stuff like that? Or they, would, they would store their perishables down there. So it, it was, um, you know, dug out in the ground and stayed cool all year round. So that water that is, you know, in that whole, in that vicinity, does that also feed the small pond next to Loveless Photography or is it that does. separate? Oh, yeah, does. Okay. It does. It's all part of the same system. And so you can walk all the way down Sinking Creek um, and, and you would go... Um, over Clark Street, I guess, but yep. I, I wonder if they used to swim in that back then. I wonder. I'm not sure. It, it's because it's kind of swampy. I don't know. I don't think I would <laughs> like to swim in. Yeah, and I don't know if if Loveless or before whoever lived there before enhanced that. Um, so I'm not sure if it if it actually looked like that. You know, when the Mannies lived there. Well, his looks perfect. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm wondering if that's what Oakland's mansions <laughs> used to look like. Right? I don't know. Right? I don't either. <laughs> yeah. But there are a lot of wetlands in our area, and then another wetland area would be behind the Discovery Center. Right. Um, now, how don't how does that park work? Because doesn't the state or federal government oversee some of that wetland area? Um, I, so Murfreesboro um, maintains actual Murphy Springs area. Um, and then the Discovery Center has the footprint of their building there. Um, I'm not sure, honestly, if the federal government does have any control over that. I know that, um, like sure I said. they have some regulations there. but Sure, uh, yep. The maintenance and upkeep and... Uh, you know when the what is it the the plant that we dealt with a few years ago that parrot feather parrot feather that uh, I'm still dealing with right a, a plant uh -huh. called parrot feather yes uh, it's it, an it, invasive plant it, and it basically clogs up everything in the system so now what's interesting about that spring is that there used to be a Coca-Cola bottling company right there on the edge of uh, it. That was the the bottling company, I, I guess, in the footprint where the Discovery Center was, right? I've seen pictures of that. Yep. In fact, I think there's still, I don't know what what is part of the foundation of the old bottling company behind the actual uh, Discovery Center. But I, I don't know if they use the water out of that spring in that bottling plant or what, but... There I believe they reason. did, and then also it was the first water source for the city of Murfreesboro too. Yeah, the water treatment plant right. was there as well. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. That is interesting. But the water's you know crystal clear right there behind the Discovery Center, and, and I guess it's constantly being fed by that spring. I'm, I'm guessing it's pretty cold year round too because of that. It is, yep. Um, but it, it always makes for really pretty scenery when you go down there because it is crystal clear, and you can go up on that observation deck and kind of look down. Um, but it does feed that whole system through there. A lot of fish down there. Uh, I don't know what different kinds, but Lots there's a lot of, fish, of them in there. Lots of fish, and the fish bring the otters, and so that's a really popular site for people that walk those paths down there. You can um, There's so many otters, it's easy to get a glimpse of them. And then at Old Fort Park, of course, you have the uh, Stones River that goes directly through Old Fort, and, and that's another interesting place if people have not been there, if they're new to our community. Uh, but you have the greenway that connects right there as well underneath Old Fort Parkway then on the back side of the park too. Um, but it, you know we have a lot of walking trails in Murfreesboro I'd say more than other communities have. Oh absolutely. Uh, the, our greenway si system is equivalent to a major metropolitan area. Uh, we're at what 13 miles now? 15, 15 miles. 
and within a few years, we should be around 18. Right. right. So, right. Oh, so it's unbelievable. What else is going to be connected? Because uh, if it's going to be 18 miles total in a few years, I mean, what we got to be adding to it somewhere. So um, from Thompson Lane, um, the bike trail is going to go up Thompson Lane and then cross over at a new subdivision right before Miller Coliseum called Caroline Farms. Um, and the Greenway will run kind of in between Miller Coliseum and that subdivision. Um, and they're, they're actually working on that right now. So it's, uh, it's, it's going well. And then uh, at the back of that subdivision, eventually, there's a small piece of property um, that will connect to Siegel Park. Uh, and then Siegel Park also has some walking trails. A lot of people don't realize that. It goes through a wet glade, um, has beautiful, really unique flower system through there. Um, and so from Siegel Park, it will eventually connect to Walter Hill. And then we have the the freestanding Walter Hill to Central Valley Park, I mean, trail. Um, and the core is actually getting ready to expand from Central Valley downstream. And so that will add another two miles. So when you're talking about Thompson Lane connecting to that new neighborhood, uh, I guess near Siegel High School, all of that, is it going to be an actual trail or is it going to be alongside Thompson Lane that you would it have will, to take it, that route? Yes, it will utilize the bike path that is on Thompson Lane right now on the shoulder. And then from there, it's going to eventually go over to Walter Hill, but that's mm -hmm. going to be an actual greenway, that section of it? It'll be able, yep. Okay, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out where the river is back behind that new neighborhood you're talking about. I, I can't right. picture. So, so through Caroline Farms, you're not going to be following the actual river. It's kind of, you kind of have to do a sidestep. I want to let down. <laughs> I know, sorry. <laughs> but, but that's going to be... I mean, it'll connect to where the River Greenway is, though, right? right. At Walter right. Hill. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't taken that North Greenway, uh, it's a vigorous walk. It, it is. It's a. It's up and down hills, right? Right. It is. It's a lot of elevation, so it's much different than other areas of the Greenway. So. And that section through there, the interesting part is that uh, our standing greenway that, that most people know now follows the West Fork of the Stones River. So that little jaunt that's going to go up uh, Thompson Lane and over through Caroline Farms is going to go <laughs> over to the East Fork. So Walter Hill and Central Valley all sit on the East Fork of the Stones River. And, of course, it all connects to Percy Priest Lake eventually. It so does. it's uh, you can canoe it, kayak it. Right. Is the city of Murfreesboro going to ever get into renting out kayaks or canoes is that an avenue that y'all have ever pursued we we do a lot of um, kayak programs um, and we are always adding that to our calendar we incorporate uh, kayak floats in all of our camps through the summer we have uh, family floats adult floats um, teen floats so we that's just a really popular activity right now it's all guided um, where the staff you know brings the kayaks and all of the equipment does the intro, helps people learn um, the proper ways to kayak, some safety things, and then they head off down the river um, for a great excursion. So it's kind of like a one-stop shop, which is nice for people. The people that would like to, to go out on their own, um, we always point them to uh, MTOP over at MTSU, and they do rent out kayaks and canoes, I believe. Um, so you just have to be able to transport them yourself. Again, we're talking about the Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation Department here in Murfreesboro, obviously. Are there any plans to one day turn the Walter Hill landfill into a park? Because I know it's got a lifespan <laughs> left of, what, eight years or so? That's got to uh, be... A lot of discussion there, but uh, uh, right now it just may be a scenic hillside. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a big hill. But I, I know 
other <clears throat> park areas in our community, like, uh, well, where the Gateway <laughs> Island is, that was once a landfill site. So, I mean, these are things that do happen, I right. guess, over time. Well, well, I think what we learned with the Gateway Island is there's a lot of, um, of things with those formal landfill sites that, that you wouldn't necessarily anticipate. There's a lot of gases underground that must be released, and uh, so... Uh, it's not an ideal location for a park where one would think. But no, I, I guess the pipes coming out of the ground near the Gateway Island, those are letting methane out slowly over the years. Right. And I, how many years does that have to be there? Or is it forever? I, I don't know. I mean, that, that how old is that landfill? It's That's what, from the 70s, 20, wasn't it? Yeah. It closed down, I guess, 40, in the 70s. 40, 50, 40 years old, 45 yeah. years mm-hmm. old. So, uh, And there's still quite a bit of gas comes out of there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm sure the one, the Walter Hill one, would be a much bigger landfill Absolutely. site, so no telling how long. You know, there, there's a lot of different things. I know up up north, uh, they use some of those former landfill sites for uh, ski slopes and sledding uh-huh. hills and toboggan. Mm-hmm. But, ski right you know, to the river. <laughs> right. We, we don't have enough uh, snow on a regular basis. I'm not sure that's an option. Uh, mountain biking's a big, you know... Uh, uh, activity, so I'm sure we'll explore it down the road in the future. We're what 10 years from the landfill yeah. being closed, so I'm sure there'll be talks with the county and and all parties involved as it draws near. That would be an interesting place for a park, though, just because of y- what you can see probably on top of that great big hill. <laughs> I mean, that, that hill didn't used to be that big. I don't think it's grown. Definitely. But but, but it would be a well. A, it's not what we'd like for people to think of when right, they think right. of our parks. <laughs> to think of some creative names for it, but but it it would be a neat location, I guess, for. Yeah. A future park of some kind right. um, but it is interesting to figure out what you can do with land that well you can't build on it I mean might as well turn it into something right right and I, I don't know that anyone ever imagined that Gateway Island area ever being a park or part of the park system because there right. used to be nothing out there right and that wasn't too long ago yeah and it's a it's a great area you know the all the medical community uh, definitely uses that before, after work, lunchtime, um, and then lots of runners and families are always out there. Um, we've got the Gateway Island Reception Center that we're doing a lot of programming out of, and it's still a real popular wedding venue. So it's it's a neat little area. So what about the Blackman area? Because at one point I know there were plans for building a park that direction. <laughs> is, is that something that's going to come we, about? We do. Uh you know, in our master plan, we've recognized the Blackman area, which is a significant population of Murfreesboro, and we've recognized the need there. Uh, we've located a, a couple of pieces of property that we had hoped to. Uh, there's a few things going on with the schools and, and uh, some negotiations on what those uses of those properties will be. Uh, I think we have a, a plan, a concept of what uh, is needed in that area, uh, and we're just kind of waiting until we can one identify the exact and, and right piece of property uh, making sure that school needs and those things are satisfied first uh, and then planning down the road within our capital budget there are line items within the capital budget for the west park so it hasn't been forgotten completely uh, but i think you know the events of the past year and stuff has has pushed those back a little bit i, I know middle tennessee electric was at least they had a plan to build a new campus on 96 or at least that direction. Uh, are there ever partnerships formed with like nonprofit utility companies to where you could 
build a park on some of their property? I, I mean, I, I'm sure in some areas they do that. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure, you know, certain areas they do. And uh, that's something definitely you can look at down the road. We have a piece of property the city owns uh, on 96, which the county was looking at for school. So that, I don't know if that worked out or not. So, uh, you know, there's still an option for a park. We've got a few options there. Uh, and, of course, the city's always in the process of, of acquiring land and, and looking for future developments you know it it's interesting to look at our city because just 20 30 years ago the population was around 60,000 I guess in the Murfreesboro area now it's over well we'll find out for sure in April but I think around 130 something thousand right. now uh, but with that being said how do you go about figuring out well how much are we gonna spend per person when you look at the math of it all on parks I mean that there's got to be some kind of a way to figure this stuff out that y'all look at well it is a challenge and we try to compare uh, with our national norms uh, and then compare to what we need for example national norms dictate uh, a tennis court for every 5,000 residents uh, so there at uh, Adams Tennis Complex we've we're getting close to meeting that that need uh, of having one tennis court for every 5,000 residents. So we're trying to get there. We're getting there with the soccer fields, uh, particularly with adding turf and lights to the ones we have at Siegel Park. Uh, ball fields are on that list. So our master plan, which we created about a year, two years ago, uh, it, it outlines what the needs of our community is and what they'll be with future growth. Uh, and then we that kind of directs us when we look at making requests from council for capital funding and uh, what parks to build, what improvements we need to make. Uh, something else we always take into consideration is uh, the opportunity for outside tax dollars, uh, the tourism. So Siegel Park is an, a perfect example of taxpayers getting a return on their investment even though they may not have anything to do with soccer. Uh, the economic impact that those fields bring on the weekends allows you know, for us to have people come into our town and spend money on their hotels and gas, and they buy our, eat in our restaurants, and then they go home and we don't have to provide services. Uh, but then we have a world-class facility for Murfreesboro residents to enjoy throughout the week. So it kind of serves a dual function there uh, and helps attract business to the area as well. Thomas Laird and Rachel Singer with us from the Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation Department. We're going to take a short break, but we will come back in just a little while, talk more about the park system. Time right now is 840. Come by our store, Music World and Drummer's Den. We're a full-line music instrument store with well over 5,000 square feet, packed with great instruments in every category. In guitars, we're your local dealer for the two top acoustic guitar brands in the world, Martin and Taylor. We've got the best selection and prices anywhere in the state of Tennessee on these. This is Dave Kivanemi at Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. It is important that we honor our American veterans every day. That's why Family Staffing Solutions takes great pride in saluting our local veterans here in Rutherford County. Veterans, we thank you, and your story matters to us. Family Staffing Solutions, stay independent at home and in charge. 
We're talking with Glenn King, a World War II veteran. I dropped out of high school and joined the Marines. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. When I came back to the States, I was stationed in the Marine Barracks in Washington, D.C. We were assigned to the White House, and we did a lot of traveling with President Truman. Did you have interactions with President Truman back then? Yes. When President Roosevelt was president, he found out that there was a CCC camp 80 miles west of Washington. You said the CCC. What is that? Civilian Conservation Corps. It was on top of a mountain in Thurmont, Maryland. He commandeered the CCC camp for his rest camp, and Roosevelt named it Shangri-La, President Truman. had the presidential party up there. We all would eat our three meals a day in the CCC mess hall. In the mess hall down the middle was a great big curtain. President's party was on one side, and the Marine detachment was on the other side. And every once in a while, President Truman would come and swing that curtain back, sit down and talk to us. And what he would say is, son, what state are you from? When they mentioned the state, oh, I know your senator real well, real well. When President Truman took the reins, he renamed what Roosevelt called Camp Shangri-La. The new name was Camp David. This has been a salute to veterans. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Veteran and locally owned, fast and available 24-7. Restoration One offers preventative maintenance so that you never have to experience a loss like this again. Restoration One, the water damage experts. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. We'll see mostly sunny skies here for this afternoon with a high into the lower 60s. West winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear and a low near 39. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 40. Watching traffic flow pick up quite a bit actually in the last few minutes out here on 24 out through the Hickory Hollow area towards Nashville. Watch your speed. Now they're still working that crash over there in Coffee County. It happened earlier on State Route 53 at Old Woodbury Highway. THP is assisting with that uh, investigation. Hey, Ripley's Aquarium in the Smokies will be hosting Sleep of the Sharks coming up March 27th. All the details. Ripley's Aquarium of the Smokies.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on time traffic. Old friends, new name, better together as First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Time right now, 845. Rachel Singer and Thomas Laird with us this morning. That's Thomas Laird in the background playing a little Guns N' Roses. That's with your Monica. That, that's good. That's good. Sounds, it almost sounds like a guitar. I don't know how you do that. It's amazing. <laughs> Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation Department. There is a lot going on for sure. And some of the things coming up include summer camps and then you have soccer, baseball, softball. So I guess summer camps, number one, how do parents go about signing up and what camps are going to be available this year? 
We have a whole menu of camps, um, and you can find that information. We have a summer guide that is out that you could pick up at any of our facilities. But uh, probably the best and easiest way is just to get online. You can go to murfreesboroparks.com and find that information for our summer camps as well as all of our other programs too. But the deadline that's coming up, or not really the deadline, but registration opens March 1st. So that's Monday. And if there is a camp that looks um, good for your kiddos, you probably want to get there. Um, you can do it in person or online on March 1st. Some of our camps are really popular and will fill up literally within the hour um, that it opens. So registration will open at 8 a.m. on Monday. Um, if you do want to register online, the really important thing to hear is that um, if you're not in our system, you need to call the main office. So that's 615-890-5333. You can ask for Debbie and she can set you up with a login to our system. Um, so don't wait until Monday morning when you're trying to register for camp because you do have to call in and get that login. Um, but once you've, you've got that, then you're able to do it online um, and pick from any of, the, any of the camps we offer. We offer um, a whole menu of adventure camps and fine arts camps, theater camps, sports camps. Um, there's lifeguard camp. There's a babysitter camp. So um, it's really something for any, everybody active to inactive uh, we've got some arts camps that are maybe not so physical but stimulate the mind and then we've got sports camp which uh, if your kids attend sports camp they will be knocked out every night and and sleep soundly <laughs> that's a guarantee it's it's a lot of physical activity at sports camp you know i i remember growing up and, and i went to some of the camps way back when and it, it it's totally different. The camps back then compared to the camps today, I, I mean, it's just like night and day. And I remember whatever camp it was, it was at Cox Memorial Gym. Mm -hmm. And I later ended up volunteering there years later, I think when I was in high school or something. Uh, but it's just the change is drastic. I mean, uh, changes for the good, of well, course. It's just wild how everything's changed. Well, I think we've changed with the time, but we still offer some of those traditional type camp atmospheres. I know at McFadden and also at Patterson Park, we have our summer, uh, what we call after school camp or, or after school program. Uh, and the summer program is that traditional uh, summer camp where you're at the facility and you do a variety of activities. You, you take field trips and you, the kids do a lot of different things. Uh, and then, of course, we do sports camp at Sportscom, and uh, it's similar to the traditional camp as well, where we have activities till lunchtime, uh, and then they go to the pool after lunch and enjoy the water park for the afternoon. That's a really popular camp. Uh, and then the getting away from the traditional, uh, the adventure camps and some of those outdoor camps, uh, they really push the limits on, uh, you know, the new trends. You know, I, I don't know if you when you were a kid, if you went to camps or whatnot, camps were not as fun back then <laughs> as what the kids are doing today. I, I mean, it just it was just totally different. Right. Uh, but it, it's wild how things have changed so much. Right. My experience with camp, I went to sleepaway camp. So I was, I've you done know, that gone too for, as a kid, yeah. I started out as a, I went for a week and then I went two weeks. And by the time I, I guess my last year I went, I was gone for four or five weeks. Uh, where I was an assistant. Your parents uh, didn't like you, did they? <laughs> well, I had to work the first half of the summer to get to go to camp. The rest of the summer, I would work 
half the summer. I remember one summer I, I dug post holes. <laughs> That All didn't sound like a camp <laughs> for a month, so I could get the money to go to camp. Okay, okay. Yeah, that that, that doesn't sound like a lot of fun for a summer. No, it was. You had to sacrifice half your summer to get the, the second half of the summer. I, I remember the, the coolest camp I ever went to. I was probably in fifth grade or so. It was the uh, space camp, you know, oh, yeah. in Huntsville, Alabama. Oh, wow. Uh, which was pretty cool, and, and I guess that's still a thing. I, I, don't, so. I don't know. Yeah, I think so. It's. It is. Yeah, I, I know my my daughter's friend went there just a couple of years ago so i know it's still going yeah there's there's a lot of things to do you know all over this area you know all over the it south is. and and but yeah when you talk about camps camps have really changed over the years and, and kids are they're much more involved in whatever the camp activity is than they used to be and there's so much more offered now mm -hmm. too and i think that's what makes for a better camp when when you're the only game in town there's not a lot of in incentive to improve or to do things but when you're competing with boys and girls club and the ymca and a lot of these other uh, people that offer camps then it really promotes us to to step up our game and make it you know be something kids want to come to and and i think the commonality of all kids is they want to have fun. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of having fun, tryouts, I guess, for soccer, baseball. Right. How, do, how do you go about being a part of that? And what age well, groups? Uh, of course, we offer baseball, uh, baseball, softball, soccer for all ages, uh, beginning as young as four years old uh, up to adults. We have adult softball going on. Uh, and you can call the recreation department uh, if you want to try to get on a team, we have what we call a, a free agent list where players that don't necessarily have a team for adults. Uh, with youth, most of the registration is already taking place. If you haven't registered, uh, you can go to Murfreesboro Soccer, Murfreesboro Baseball, or Murfreesboro Softball online, and they'll direct you to um, one of our local leagues that'll help you get going. Uh, you know, while there may not be taking regular registration, there's always room. There may be spots on teams and stuff. So if you haven't got registered for a, a summer or a spring league, uh, there may still be opportunities. But those leagues will be trying out in the next couple weeks. Uh, getting ready for their spring seasons. So what if you have an organization where you have 20, 30 people who want to form a baseball or softball team? Can you do that and be a part of the parks? Well, you can for baseball. Now, Barfield Park has a uh, basically a travel league. So it's essentially a bring your own team uh, and each individual pay a registration fee, but coaches are able to keep their teams together and enter that in. They call it the competitive league. Uh, we also offer a traditional rec league at Barfield as well, uh, but I would take contact the Murfreesboro Baseball Association if you have a team and you want to try to get them involved in a league. I know that's always popular, and, and you know, sports are pretty big here. It um, is. We're the sports capital of Tennessee. <laughs> well, I didn't know that. That's oh, yeah, that's big good. stuff. I like that. that. That's what the CVB tells us is <laughs> in all of their marketing. It's a good thing to say. So is there a chance that we could see an, an ice skating rink in the future? Because I know there were talks of that at one point that kind of died off. I, I, is that something that could actually happen someday? Well, I, I never say nothing can happen. I, I think something like that would require an outside partner to come in and work with us. Uh, similar to our tennis facility, we partnered with MTSU to fill a need they had. Uh, and, and we're able to fill a need within our community for indoor tennis. Uh, with ice skating, uh, the demand right now is just not there simply because we don't have ice skating rinks uh, 
to create the demand. Uh, but I think an outside partner like the Predators or someone like that, they're building rinks all over Middle Tennessee, uh, and that might be something that we could look to for in the future. Uh, but currently, there are no plans for a ice skating rink uh, within our capital budget. That, that would be pretty cool. I, I know that, uh, what is it, the Ford Ice Center right, right. there where mm -hmm. Hickory Hollow used to be. Now it's yeah. the Global Mall, I think. Uh, but, you know, that's a really nice-looking facility that has one. several rinks mm -hmm. within it. Uh, that would be kind of cool to have something like that in Murfreesboro if that right. could ever actually happen. Absolutely. Uh, like I said, it, I think it would take an outside partner to come in. That's a substantial capital investment, and, you know, our master plan has a lot of needs on the list before we get to ice skating. So. It costs millions of dollars, you know. I, oh, absolutely. I, there's no telling absolutely. how much that costs, and mm -hmm. I, I guess the... Whatever keeps the ice cold is like a giant refrigerator. Right. I mean, talk about a high AC or electric bill. Right. Yeah. And then the Zamboni. That's <laughs> so anything else coming up in the near future within the parks that uh, people will find fascinating? I mean, any new projects that are right around the corner? Well, of course, we're, we're working on improving Siegel Park. If you haven't been by there, we have two fields completed. Uh, and it's amazing how much use they're getting, uh, even with the cold temperatures. And then we're adding, they're working on two more fields. So eventually we'll have eight synthetic turf fields there. And then this summer we'll be putting a indoor structure over one of those fields. So we'll have a 90,000 square foot indoor soccer facility there. Uh, so that, I think uh, the soccer community in particular is really looking forward to that. Uh, so with that indoor facility, are you actually building it up and around an existing soccer field? Right. We have an existing field, and it's it's more of a fabric structure, uh, so it's not climate controlled, but it, it is out of the weather and uh, kind of like the Titans training facility. That's I it. Guess. Right. Okay. Exactly. So is that astroturf, or what is that? It is. It's okay. synthetic turf. Uh, so it, you know, the new technology nowadays is just so much different than what we used to have. You know, I guess. The Astrodome had the original AstroTurf. Uh, Which, I guess that's where the name came from. Right, right? exactly. And uh, But it was basically just a, a thin piece of carpet over a, a concrete slab. It was really hard, and, and it, now they... You know the the turf is is really long two to three inches long and then it's filled in with uh, uh sand and then those rubber pellets uh, to keep the infill in so when you walk on it it's it's nice and cushiony when you fall uh, it, it's really a nice surface somebody just texted asking about swimming lessons uh, so where can swimming lessons be taken uh, we offer swim lessons at sportscom and patterson uh, and we're getting those back going you know they've been We've, we had to uh, put a halt to them, uh, but we are getting those back. So they can contact either Sportscom or Patterson, or they can go online uh, at murfreesboroparks.gov and, and check it out there. Is that indoor pool reopened yet at Patterson Park? I know they were draining it. I don't know what they were doing with it. They replastered everything okay. uh, so they've got a fresh new look we had a few uh, technical difficulties i think they've gotten those resolved and we had a pump went out at sportscom uh, fortunately it was last week while we were closed for the weather uh, but we hope to have that back online here in the next day or so sounds good and if anybody has any other questions the best place to turn i guess the parks website would be a good start you can go to the city of murfreesboro website then from there navigate your way to the actual parks website yep right. or you can also do murfreesboroparks.com um, just it kind of takes a shortcut instead of going all the way through the city's website but either way and then the facebook page you update that 
on a continuous and basis. And we have several Facebook pages. So if you're interested in, you know, something specific, you can follow that. Or we have the just the Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation Facebook page. Sounds good. Well, I appreciate y'all joining us this morning. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll post this online as well later on today. Time right now, 8.57. We appreciate you joining us. We have more news, local news, and news from CBS coming your way in just a minute right here on WGNS. We'll see mostly sunny skies here for this afternoon with a high into the lower 60s. West winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear and a low near 39. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 40.